even if you are family, you're like, you know what, actually, can you uh, move down a little bit? That'll help us out a lot. But uh, thanks for that. Please um, just do us all a favor. Make sure you're washing your hands using the hand sanitizers. There's plenty of soap in the, um, in the bathroom. Use as much water as you want. Um, and you can take a shower in there, in the basin, whatever you need to do. Um, amen. Let's all stay clean together. All right, let's get some scriptures. And then we'll... Um, We'll do a bit of a recap this morning. Second Corinthians 10.3. Richard, thank you. Um, Isaiah 27.1. Chris, Proverbs 12.8. Hannah, Isaiah 19.14. Damien, and Proverbs 4.23. Thank you, Linne. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. We should all bring our Bibles to church, right? Especially to adult Bible hour it's in the name <laughs> that awkward silence <laughs> everyone should have a bible and you should bring your bible to church amen hallelujah if you didn't today it's okay but if you do it next week that's it you're out forever all right we're gonna do um a recap and then so this is because we've had missed quite a bit this is week three oops deliverance to dominion today we're gonna look a little bit at establishing dominion. Week three, deliverance of dominion, establishing dominion. So we're going to do a, a recap first, um, get our minds going, because it's been a little while. We, um, I was in Perth, then we had um, a video from Perth, and then I did last week, I had, the, had to deal with the coronavirus and how that affects us. So it's been nearly a month before since we've done it, um, so it's it's get um let's refresh our minds through this so one thing you need to understand is that the decisions that you make today will determine where you'll be tomorrow this is very important that you grasp this decisions that you make today will determine where you'll be tomorrow and so many times um we, we see people get saved. We see numbers getting saved, and that's great. We pray for people to get saved, as many as possible. Um, but people get saved, and after a while, they start serving God. They start doing well. And then you look back, and you're like, what happened to him? Or what happened to her? Or what happened to them? Or how does this play out? What? Remember so-and-so. Remember so-and-so. And I, I told our church many times, if, if, we had a, if we had a quarter of our backsiders come back, um, we couldn't have church because we have to have it under 100, right? And so we'd have to hire out Mount Smart Stadium. Like there's so many people that have come in and come and gone out of church. And that's, that's part of life. Um, and so why do you think people don't make it spiritually? Let's open up some questions now. Why do you think some people don't make it? Why do they start serving God but don't finish serving God? Why is that? See you on there's no dominion? Absolutely. Very good. Linne? Got heart issues? Absolutely. Very good. Hannah? Wrong desires? Very good. I'll be looking at that tonight. Was that, Jane, did you, was that your hand before? Same as that? Yeah. So all of these tie in together, your heart, your desires, and dominion. Okay. And so you have to be able to grasp this and learn how to deal with your desires and deal with your heart and deal with dominion. So we've said many times deliverance doesn't mean dominion okay so what does that mean we say that a lot but what does that mean when we say deliverance doesn't mean 
dominion? Anyone give? Let's try a, a, get a definition or understanding. What does deliverance mean? Damien. To be set free. Yeah. And so being set free, deliverance and being set free is what God does. And God does all the heavy lifting in that. This is something that, that God does. He died on the cross for our sin. Um, he did all that. He paid the price. He did all of that. And when we repent, when we turn our way, if you confess with your mouth, believe in your heart, Jesus Christ is Lord, you will be saved. And so you'll be delivered in, a, in an instant, absolutely. And people get, get delivered in, in, in many ways. But what does dominion mean? So that to be set free. So what does dominion mean? Chris, to have control. Very good. Control. Another th- way to remember is the right to rule, to be in charge. Right. So rulership, control, take charge, and all these things is, is part and parcel of dominion. And many times people get saved, they get set free by the blood of Jesus Christ, and that's very good, and, and that's what God does. But they never get to this next stage of dominion. They never have any control of their life, of their emotions, their feelings, no control. They've got no right to rule their mind. They are in charge of their feelings or emotions. They're in charge of any circumstance. They just go from, all they do is react to life. If there's a bad day, they're, a bad, they're having a bad day. If there's a bad circumstance, it's like their world's got to turn upside down. If it's a good day, hey, I'm doing pretty solid. Actually, I'm doing bad because the other day was a bad day, Right? And all they are is reacting to life. We can't just react to life. You can't live like that. My pastor always told me, Dan, don't be reactionary. Which means don't just go with the waves of life constantly. If the waves are pushing you this way, oh, I'm like this today. Waves, oh, I'm actually, I'm like this today. He goes, you, you can't live like that. And it's a horrible way to live. How many know what I'm talking about? It's, a, it's, it's very depressing. Because every day, it's a chance for the devil to get to, get to us and ruin our day and ruin our life, right? And so if you don't establish dominion, you will lose your deliverance. This is why you see backsliders are always worse than normal sinners. Always. Because you, you lose that deliverance. I was um, talking to a backsider this week. And I said, man, I'm worried for you. And he said, why? I said, because you pro- you're probably going to turn out gay or something. And he's like, oh, <laughs> what do you mean? I was like... Because you need, you know, looking for your buzz. You're going to need more and more and more. I go, you, you, oh, just be careful, yeah? Like, when you come to our church, don't sit too close to the guys and stuff. And, um, I'm worried about you, man. But I'm telling you, the people that are the most messed up in their mind are always backsliders. I told you the story of Lisa Matheson from our church. She followed up her mom, my mom, and I called mom to confirm this. My, me and my mom actually lived in her house for numbers of months uh, when mom was a new convert. And so if it wasn't, mum said, if it wasn't for Lisa Matheson, there was no chance that she would still be saved today. It's a pretty powerful statement, right? Yeah. And this part here, soon, yeah, I'll, I'll show you how in a moment, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 
but so you made a decision to let God be in control and that's the key right there and we'll get to that in establishing dominion very soon and so this is the decisions that you make and we'll get to that very soon and that, that's exactly how you establish dominion is through decisions but this, this lady wouldn't be my mom my, I wouldn't be saved then if it wasn't for this lady and then this lady is like those druggies that you see on the side of the street right today because she lost her dominion or she never established her dominion so she lost her deliverance and she was a druggie and stuff before she got saved now she's heaps worse today because this is what happens so life is very very spiritual okay uh, 2 Corinthians 10 3 For though we walk in the flesh, we do not walk according to the flesh. Okay, so what does this scripture mean? For though we walk in the flesh, we do not walk according to the flesh. Any ideas? What does this scripture mean? Chris? It's a spiritual battle. Our battle is not with people or things or circumstances. Our battle is a spiritual battle, right? Some people might think... This is what some people go, I just don't feel it. I, I, I don't like that person's preaching. Okay? And this is how people go, I just don't, it doesn't really get to me. Okay? But it is not a people problem. It's a spiritual problem. I've had people come to me and say, I don't really get much out of Pastor Mitchell. And so firstly, if you're a new convert, 100% you wouldn't get much out of Pastor Mitchell. So is the problem, but if you're later on, I, yeah, he's preaching, I don't really, you know. Well, who's, who's got the issue? Does Pastor Mitchell have the issue or is it a spiritual issue? Don't you think the demonic doesn't want you to understand any of Pastor Mitchell's sermons? Right? And he does preach very, very deep. I get that. And so as a new convert, sometimes it's hard to understand and I get that. But Pastor McGrath told a testimony that he used to hit through, listen to Pastor Mitchell's sermons um, before and nothing got to him. And he's like, why? I don't get anything out of it. He says it felt like it was hitting a wall in front of him. And then he said, God dealt with him. He says, because you have a wrong, wrong spirit against him. You have a wrong heart against him. And he told the story here or even at conference. And he, he prayed, repented. And he said, the next sermon, he goes, I've never felt so much spirit of God ever in my life. Nothing changed except his heart. Sat in the same seat. Same sermons. But his heart changed because life is spiritual. And too many people, they're trying to find a better church or a better situation or a better this or a better that, better job. That will not change anything because life is spiritual. What we need to change is the spiritual climate. So your, phys- your issues today are not physical issues. If it wasn't for that person, man, I'd be having a great life, right? No, it's a spiritual issue. We don't know, we're not battling against the person. People fight against each other instead of addressing the real problem, which is a spiritual battle. And the devil is our enemy, not people. You say amen? Unless they're demon-possessed. But, but we'll get to that another time, all right? So some people, I swear that. Anyway, Mark 5 is the story of the demoniac. We've spoken about this. And how many remember, what were the issues? There's no scripture for this one. What, what were the issues that the demoniac had? Or some of the things that he was dealing with, Rebecca? He was cutting himself. Okay, so there we go. That's already a sign. So people who cut themselves, it is not their circumstance. It's a spiritual issue. It's a demonic, act, a demonic activity against them. Okay, very good. What, is, what other things? Richard we lived in the cemetery. Yeah, very weird in Hillsborough. Um, been there. Exposing, he wasn't dressed, had no clothes on. Very good. Broke chains, right? Not good chains, bad chains, right? So Jesus didn't tell him, man, if you only knew how much you're loved, 
man, you wouldn't be cutting yourself. Didn't say that if you just had better friends, you wouldn't be cutting yourself. Didn't say, man, if you lived in my neighborhood in Jerusalem, we've got the outskirts. We're on the south side of Jerusalem. It's heaps better out there. There's actually what you need to do. You need to leave here and go to Asia, which is Turkey. If you go to another spot, no problems, right? He didn't say any of those things. He rebuked the spirit. And the spirit of witchcraft, uh, spirit of suicide, the spirit of cutting yourself, self-harm, all those are very weak spirits that you can speak against and we can come against. So how many issues do we, looking back in life, are we going through because life is spiritual, but we think it's a physical problem? Think because of that person or that thing or that, it's actually demonic power. And maybe we're just, it's not about difficult situations. Maybe we're just weak spiritually. Maybe we're not fighting spiritually. Maybe we just don't have dominion in that area. Okay. So life is spiritual. Any questions on here? So far, any questions or comments? Just, just doing a recap, trying to break it down. Does that make sense so far? Amen. Praise God. Awesome. So let's look. We looked at the spirit of Leviathan, remember, in Isaiah 27, verse 1. So here it, it describes this spirit as like a, a, um, an animal in the sea that can't be caught, that you can't catch. It's a twisting spirit. All right? It's not something that you can just hook on like you go fishing, right? So this twisting spirit, it, it affects the way that you view life. It makes you twisted in your mind. It makes you twisted in your mind. I think I was using the, I used the example of basketball. You could be getting it in, getting it in, getting it in, and then all of a sudden someone gets in your head and you can't get it in at all, right? We tell that person's tilted, right? Because they've got the they've got the ability, but something's going on in here, and now they can't do it. They're twisted. And this is what happens to us as Christians. The devil wants you to have a twisted view of life, twisted view of the church, twisted view of the of leadership, twisted view of your brothers and your sisters, twisted view of our fellowship, twisted view of Christ everything and you get these weird thoughts anybody know what i'm talking about you get these weird thoughts like you know what my life would be so much better without jesus yeah really like like hell is that what you mean is that the heaps better right and the problem is the church okay sure god's bride is the problem not you because you're the virgin mary right but the rest of the church, they're the problem, right? And then you get these weird thoughts. We've all been there. That's why you need to establish dominion. Right? So Pastor Mitchell said life isn't about what happens to you. It's about how you react to life because you can go through hell. But if you react properly, you can still have dominion. No matter what happens, you can still live in dominion. And the devil's goal is to make you feel and make wrong choices, to view life wrong. That's why you must view life correctly and process life correctly have you ever been talking to someone who's making really bad choices and you know they're doing the dumbest choices you know it, it's so dumb and you speak to them like why are you doing this this will send you to hell this will send your family to hell you'll lose your destiny you'll lose absolutely everything that god's done for you and they say what do they say you're all good right because you're twisted you're twisted and so you can't beat this naturally it's a spiritual battle um, 
problem is you don't function properly in life if you don't have dominion in your mind if you have this twisted spirit what what happens is um, you start to hate your brothers and your sisters it always manifests itself through relationships you start to isolate yourself from relationships Proverbs 12 verse 8 the person will be praised based on his insight but whoever has a twisted mind will be despised so people who have insight who see and view life clearly will be praised but those with a twisted mind will be despised you ever gone through a bit of a tough time and you spoke to someone who was able to you could then after you spoke with them you oh, I could see much clearly I could I now understand a lot better then after talking to them you're like thank God thank God that you spoke to me that time because I was, I was making some weird choices right and when you speak to them God, God helps you through this but twisted mind results in weird actions and wrong decisions. Isaiah 19.14 And they have caused Egypt to err and all her work as a drunken man staggers and his vomit. This is, this is a beautiful scripture. This is what happens when someone's twisted. They get a perverse spirit and they live like a drunken man staggering in his own vomit. Ever made people seen people it's like you're making dumb choices you're like this then you're like this then you're like this then you're like this then you're like this right and so we must establish dominion people who lack dominion ultimately self-destruct they get involved in drugs in alcohol in um, pornography violence run away from responsibility they do all sorts of things uh, and when you're twisted it will always affect your relationships am I twisted well are you having problems with a lot of your relationships do you find yourself doing stuff that you never did before well that's probably one one way to see you view people that love you as though they hate you the guys at church they hate me no actually they actually the only ones that love you more than anybody else really because everybody else is just concerned about having a good time we are concerned about your eternal salvation right where you'll spend eternity and they start to fight the church. The biggest problems we have is not with sinners, it's with backsliders. Sinners don't give us issues. Backsliders give us issues. They start having a problem with the church. The church that saved them from their butt burning in hell forever. The church that delivered them. The church that protected them. No, I don't like how we do things. Well, come on, Einstein, you tell us how to do it then. You, you, you know so much better than Pastor Mitchell right and we start to get these twisted things we should do things like this that's incredibly incredible pride and usually the first thing that they attack are standards I don't like our standards well, what standards do you want we should just go watch pornography and be all good is that the type of standards you want because you don't complain about standards at your rugby club why do we have to train what why do I have to wear this shirt? I don't want to wear my own shirt. You don't complain there? No, they're probably even more strict. No, you show up at this time. This is what you're going to do. You are not going to take a break. You're going to keep doing what we tell you to do. And you're going to wear what we tell you to wear. And you're going to act how we tell you to act. And you're going to sit down when we tell you to sit down. But then it comes to church. Oh, why are they so judgmental? because you just want to keep living life wrong but then be accepted and like everything's all good and turn twisted 
go to work and not show up to them, don't live up to their standards and see how long you have a job for. I know we're supposed to start at 7, but, you know, I want to start at 9.30. <laughs> Some people already do that by themselves, but, you know, well, I, don't, I don't want to do that. I don't want to wear a uniform. Why do I have to do this for? Why do I have to wash my hands for? Why can't I smoke with my, um, with my uniform on? So workplaces have it. Go drive and just have no standards. I know it says 60, but I want to do whatever I want to do. Why, is there no love here? So boundaries, remember this for the rest of your life. Boundaries are to give you protection and to give you respect. And I, I'm telling you, church, if you ever saw some of the stuff that, gets, gets, that happens in the, in the religious world, you would thank God every single day for the rest of your life about the standards we have at the Potter's House. You would thank God every... You should see some of the crazy stuff that's happening in other churches. It is insane. And we think, nah, that doesn't happen. It happens. It happens. It's out of control. So, um, Proverbs 4.23. Keep your heart with all diligence. For, uh, for out of it spring the issues of life. So, guard your heart with a famous scripture. So all of us, we need, we need to protect your heart so you don't go twisted. So then you start, don't start hating people that love you and loving people that don't actually like you. Okay, so it's very important. So you have to you know, grasp this. So any questions on that, on that twisting spirit? Any questions or comments on this before we look at establishing dominion? A bit of a recap. So any questions on this at all? Or if it all makes sense, that's fine. Anything else you want to add in here? Okay, very cool. All right, so let's get some more scriptures. We've got a few scriptures now, so we're going to need a lot of help. Um, let's start on this side here. Richard, Hebrews 11.3, James 1.22, Chris, Matthew 7, 24 and 25, Hannah, Dylan, Isaiah 40, verse 8, Psalm 18.30, Mason, let's go on this side, uh, Jeremiah 17.9, uh, 9, Damien, Proverbs 14.12, Mons, uh, Proverbs 29.11, Allah, thank you, and Sane, Proverbs 28, 26. We'll get to, yeah, we should be able to get to through those. All right, so let's really break down establishing dominion. How do we get dominion in life? Okay, how do we get dominion in life is the million-dollar question. That's what I'm going to go through over the next few weeks. But Gunny touched on this. He spoke about when you finally surrender to God's will and not your will, things start to change. Right? So this is how you get dominion is when you surrender to God's will and God's word, then dominion becomes your portion. When you surrender to God's will and God's word, dominion becomes your portion. It is a surrendering to God issue. And if you are not surrendered to God's will and God's word, you will not have dominion. You'll go life in circles. It'll be 20, 30 by the time you know it. You'll be the exact same person. Re remember this, guys. Dominion is a choice. It's not some people are stronger than others. Anybody can have dominion. Dominion is a choice. And that choice is to surrender to God's word and God's will. So how do we know if you're surrendered to God's will? Because that's a, that's a nice way of saying it, and that is this is true. 
But how do you know if you are surrendered to God's will? Linear. And you have understanding? Yeah, that's definitely one. What else? Richard? When you start prioritizing the things of God, very good. What are some other things? Surrendering to God. What does that mean? Angie? When you stop sinning? Yeah, stop going back to the, those old sins again. Yeah, very good. Biz? True conversion. When you show true conversion, it should show change. Very good. Some other things. Okay. Chris? In your actions. Very good. So all these are true. All these are right. And so the main way to see all of these can all be summed up in basically your decisions. You know you have dominion through your decisions, through what you choose to do. This is what I have decided to do. This is what I'm doing. So the way you see is that how you, the decisions you make and how you process life, especially when life has its crunch moments. You know in sports when the game is on the line, they want the best players to have the ball because they know they're going to make the right choices when the, when the heat is turned up the hottest. You're not going to get the sub at that point and the guy that's only been coming like doesn't show up to practice and he's like got one wrong, the sock, sock is wrong and you didn't really train and let's get him to make the final decision when the, the, the game is heating up. No, no, you get the guy with the most dominion in his mind, the one that doesn't sway when all the crowd is booing him. Michael Jordan was an expert at this. If you look at this guy, in the crunch time, this guy was clutch as... He knew what to do when, when, when the pressure was at its highest, when it's hottest. And that's what dominion is all about. It's able to make the right choice when the world is and your circumstances are at the hottest point. To still choose to do the right thing when you're under the most pressure, when there's the, most, the hardest circumstance or disappointments or even failures. To still make the right choice. So what do you do when you, when someone has, when you hear someone's gossiped about you? How do we normally react? Any ideas? Talk about someone from another church far, far away. Biz. Yeah, straight away. Oh, gee, what that so-and-so said about me? Well, they said this. They said that when I walked in, I looked like a fat cow. And, right. <laughs> and, they, and they said, this. You, you, didn't, you didn't speak to the person who said it? But instantly you started making clicks in the church. We have side A who team with you. And we have side B who team with the other person. And then hopefully we have team T, the Christian side, that tells everyone to shut up. Hallelujah. I felt the Holy Ghost when I said shut up there. Dominion is when people talk something, say something about you, gossip about you, lie about you, talk smack about you. Dominion says, I still make the right choice. I'll still do what's right. I'm not going to use that as an excuse. Yeah, but do you know what they did to me? So what? So you're going to stand before God? Do you know what they did to me though? Jesus is going to say, do you know what I did for you? So why do we take what one person said and let that affect us? Yeah, we have a whole book here of what God has said about us. And we're like, yeah, but, you know. No, I don't know. Why do we do that? It's because we lack dominion. Because we are not surrendered to God's word. Your automatic reaction in, in every situation in life is, should, you should ask yourself, what does the Bible say about this? How shall I react in light of what the Bible says? 
So when you're tempted to sin, and again, dominion doesn't mean you never make any mistakes. That's all I'm talking about. But it talks about living a different life. When you're tempted to sin, what do most people do? What should we do? But there's a temptation there. What, what should come into your mind? I need to speak to someone. I need to get out of this situation, right? But some people, they're like, man, the devil's attacking me. He's throwing punches left, right, and center. And the devil's like sitting in the corner. He's like, I haven't thrown one punch. And we blame the devil for all of our problems. The devil's like, I haven't even, I'm still sitting in the seat. Like the, the round hasn't even started yet. The bell hasn't even gone. And you're lying there with blood pouring out of your nose and all that. And it's like, nothing has happened yet. Remember, dominion is a choice. Some people, you don't, many people don't want dominion. I don't want to be in control because then that means I have, to, I have to give an account for my life. I want to blame other people. The reason I'm like this is because of him. The reason I'm like this is because of her. It's because of those people, those friends that I have. It's their fault. And they want to play a victim their whole life and they don't want, to, they don't want dominion. Because they think in their mind, if I've got someone to blame, I've got a way out. You do not have a way out. Every man will give an account of their own life to God. And this is the main issue. It's not that dominion isn't available. It's that people don't want it. They just want to sin. God said there's always a way of escape, right? In temptation, there's always a way of escape. And so when people, oh, I just can't stop. It's just, oh, I can't. No, you just have no dominion. You have no control because you haven't established anything because you're not surrendered to God or God's word when you have an argument with someone <laughs> what's our natural reactions after we have an argument with someone talk about someone else that has an argument somewhere far back what are you talking we have what are you, what are you, I don't know what you're talking about so you have an argument with someone and then you play it over and over over and you can you can you memorize that argument more than the bible give me one scripture this week oh jesus wept right and then well what happened in that argument well let me tell you and then 20 minutes later and then they were sitting on the side of the table and they put like their elbow up like this and like we know every little detail and they were wearing that stupid red jumper that day and they did this and we know and they had their hair parted to the side and they it's like how do you remember everything about that argument? Because you've been watching it on replay in your mind for the last three days. And instead of, instead of sleeping, you've been listening to the argument, replaying the argument. So dominion is when you have an argument, you can still think clearly. And that argument is not going to decide how you spend your weekend. How about this one? We all good here? We all right? Like we are, I'm going to have an argument with something. That's it. I'm not coming to church. Oh, you of no dominion. How about, imagine if I did that. I have an argument with someone, and I call my wife, Beck, I'm not coming home. Actually, I'm not even going to tell you I'm not coming home. I'm just not going to show up for a while. Finally find out, where are you? I had an argument with someone. What's that got to do with me and Beck? But you have an argument with someone, and you take it out on God. Ooh. right decisions are a choice it's a choice it is not oh is this the circuit no it's a choice 
And most people just don't want to choose to do the right thing. Everyone can. So right decisions are a choice. Destiny is not a mystery. It's a decision. It's not a mystery. It's not some people somehow get up there and some people just don't. No, no. It's the ones that actually make it are the ones that have decided this is what I'm going to do. To think, speak, act, and do right. So I've mentioned this a number of times. What do we base our decisions on? We need to make a decision. What are we based on, Chris? <laughs> Biz? No, we shouldn't base it on our feelings. That's right. That's our problem. And I'll get to that in a moment why we don't. Very good. What connect are you in? Let's just, um, I think I need to get the re- connect report just to double check. <laughs> Chris, we base it on God's word, yeah? But this, that's, that's the next thing I was getting to. Very, very, there, Biz, was you're either going to base it on God's word or our feelings. So let's break down some scriptures and let's see what the Bible says about this. Hebrews 11, verse 1. By faith we understand that the world were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. This is a very deep scripture. By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. So all of it, we talk about framing like in a building. What holds it all together is the words that you speak. And the word of God should be building our life, not the words, just random words. And that's what builds your life. It's by what you say, what you speak. It's very important. And it should be the word of God. Because some people are building their house out of smack talk. And then they realize one day the devil's going to come, he's going to huff and he's going to puff and he's going to blow their house down. Because I have no dominion. Right? James 1, 22. But be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. And when he at an altar said, I'm going to do that 100%. Then by the time we get back to our seat, Jack, I'm not doing that. Right? That's the point. If we come to church, we hear the word and we can start doing something that we've heard. It's not just, and there, there are messages we need just to bring encouragement, absolutely. I'll be touching on that this morning. But every message I preach, at the start of my sermon, I'm writing it out. What's the point? What do I need to do? The Bible should be interpreted. What do I need to do now because I've heard this? And every sermon, that's why we can have an old school at every sermon, is because there is something that I need to do now implement because of the Word of God. But if you come to church, oh, that was cool, fine. But you never do what's, what's been said, spoken of then you're deceiving yourself. And it must be based on the Word of God. This is so important. Matthew 7, verse 24 to 25. Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wiser man who built his house on the rock, and the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat beat on the house and did not fall. Oh, and it did not fall, for it was founded on the rock. This is a perfect picture of dominion. When you build your life on the rock, and so when the winds come and the floods come and it beats on the house, it does not fall because it's built on the rock of Christ, not built on hype. Because if you build on hype, you will fall very, very quickly. It must be built on the rock, which is dominion, which is the Word of God. So, What's the other side? I didn't put it up, but what's the other, what's the second half of this parable? Or this scripture Jesus talking about, Richard? Building on the sand, right? And that stumbles and falls. So we're the pick of these two. So why don't we base our decisions on what we feel? 
Why don't we do that? Mason. Because our feelings are always changing. That's number one, 100%. So for those that say, I feel this, let's just write this and tattoo it on your head, okay? Don't, don't do that. Just Because uh, they change. Because you can feel one way one day, and the next day you feel another day, another way. Very good. Feelings change, very good. What are some other reasons why we don't base our life on feelings, Beck? You're telling me my feelings lie? But this is who I am. You're telling me what I feel is wrong? <laughs> can't believe you said that to me. I'm offended. I'm feeling offended right now. That's right. So feelings are false. They're a lie. Your feelings are not the truth. The Word of God is the truth. Your feelings are not the truth. If you are building your life on feelings, this is how I feel. Therefore, this is what I'm going to do. You are building your house on sand. And then one day when it comes all crashing down, you say, Pastor, why? Why did all this happen? What do you want me to say to you? What do you want me to say? Well, I preached 150 sermons to you a year. I preached another 50 Bible hours. And you just didn't do what I said or what the Word of God says. Yeah, yeah, I know, but how do I fix it now? Well, the decisions you make today is determining where you're going to be tomorrow. Okay, so let's look at some scriptures and why we don't base our decisions on how we feel. Isaiah 40, verse 8. The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God stands forever. So the grass withers, the flower fades. That means your feelings will come and they'll go. They'll change. But the word of God stands forever. So you need to base it on what stands forever, not what's going to change. Very good. Psalm 18, verse 30. As for God, His way is perfect. The word of the Lord is proven. He is a shield to all who trust in Him. Say perfect. Say proven. It is proven to be perfect. Feelings are proven to be false. So put your feelings to the test and put the word of God to the test and see who comes out on top. That shouldn't even be a conversation. It's a feeling. We can't be de- determining our life on feelings rather than faith. Okay, very good. Jeremiah 19, verse, uh, sorry, 17, verse 9. The human heart is the most deceitful, deceitful of all things and desperately wicked. Who really knows how bad it is? So that's talking about your feelings. Next time you tell, I'm just going to be true to my feelings. Your feelings are deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Anybody had some feelings that were wicked? Right? That's, that's a different way. But I just need to be true to who I am. No, that's wicked. That's evil. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. God is good all the time. All the time. God is good. Wicked. Wicked. Off the wall. Wrong. From the pit of hell. What other words can I describe our feeling? I'm trying to get desperately wicked. Not just wicked. Desperately wicked. It is horrible. And this is how the Bible says, do not live off your feelings or else you'll never establish any control. We're talking about dominion. It means control. Feelings change. Control doesn't change. Doesn't uh, this way, that way. No, no. D- d- uh, dominion said, this is the direction I'm going in regardless of how I feel. This is what we're talking about dominion and maturity. Certain people, they're so in tune with their feelings. That's all I'm going to do. My life, the rudder of my life is, is my feelings. Instead of it being the Word of God. Proverbs 14 verse 12. 
There is a way that seems right to a man, but it ends, but its end is the way of death. Everyone say death. That, that's a pretty deep word. It's not the end of the way is not so good. It doesn't say the end of the way is not so nice. You might get hurt or it won't work out for you. The end of the way is death. And this is not talking about physical death. It's talking about a spiritual death. If you just live by what seems right to you, spiritually, you'll lose your deliverance. And you'll go back to how you were before. And so dominion is a choice. Like what Gunny was saying, I choose to surrender to God, not surrender to my feelings. I don't care that I feel like this. That's irrelevant. The word of God is still true. Proverbs 29 verse 11. A fool vents all his feelings, but a wise man holds them back. Say fool. Feelings. So next time you get in your feelings, uh, say, I'm acting a fool. And then think of Mr. T. He says, I pity the fool. We pity you that you just live by your feelings. But this is how I'm feeling. That's foolish to act like that. Because having a feeling is not bad. Because they come and go. It's like you can't control your feelings most of the time. It's like waves in the sea. You can't, you can't, you can't determine what waves come, but you can determine which wave you ride. You can determine which mindset that you're going to dwell on and stay focused on. And so you need to control yourself. When we were up in, in Perth, we went to the beach there with Dames and Kayla and Bex, and there were these, how these waves were massive, like in, Bun, in Bunbury. They were like, so this is the, where the water comes in. We probably were about how far, like, maybe this far in like we weren't deep but these waves were full on they were massive one time I was there and I saw Kayla jumping away it was like she like didn't touch the roof I was like um I think we need to stop I think we need to calm down right but we didn't jump through jump on every wave we stayed close enough to the shore it would be stupid to go out into the middle of the sea and then oh man it's so hard out here that would be stupid but yet, in our feelings, we go out and venture out into our feelings and we get to some parts that, that are so deep for us and we say, Pastor, it's so hard out here, I can't handle it anymore. Why are you out there in the first place? Yeah, we have our feelings, but you still make sure that you can stand on the Word of God. So when the waves come, you're not tossed out to sea somewhere and you're so tired. And people say this, I'm going to touch on it this morning, I'm just so tired serving God. No, you're not serving God, you're serving your feelings. And you're not basing it on the word of God. Proverbs 28, 26. He who trusts in his own heart is a fool, but whoever walks wisely will be delivered. There's a good scripture as well. Whoever trusts in his own, own heart is a fool. Who do we trust in? Amen. And how do we, how do we trust in him? How, how do we do that? So when you have feelings, what do we do? When we're all up in our feelings... What do we do at that point? How do we get delivered from it? How do we establish dominion in it? Richard. Yeah, and basing it on what? Basing our decisions on what? And the Bible, 100%. Very funny. Yeah, sometimes, if our heart is right. Our heart is very rarely right. Very rarely right. But the, the more you get closer to the Word of God, 100%. 
then you'll start to think clearly and think straight. At the start, it's a bit hard, but in time, when you establish dominion, your heart beats with God's heart. <coughs> so even for you, I'm not, you're noticing and we're seeing how much you're growing is very encouraging. Is that the things that you probably wanted to do before, were doing before, you're not doing so much now because your heart is changing, it's becoming more like God's heart. And the word of God changes you and being with the right people, it changes you. And so that your feelings start to shift, right? And that, so how do I say this? Getting dominion is a process, but losing dominion is a process. It is not, I was doing really, really well. Then one day I just went out and, and I got drunk one night. Then I bashed this guy. Then I slept with 17 women. Uh, and then I did this. Then I just had a bad weekend. No. You had some serious issues that you were out to see for a while. It's not just a, a trip up. There were some things going on there for a while. And that they need to be brought into line with the Word of God. In Australia, not so much here, I haven't noticed here, but at beaches, you're supposed to swim between the flags. Do we even have that here? I've never seen it. Does anybody ever swim between the flags here? Like, never seen it before. In Australia, you're supposed to, supposed to swim between the flags, and there are flags there to swim between. And in that part, you are safe. Yeah, there's still waves, there's still, but, but you're still safe in that area. You step out of the flags, you enter into a dangerous zone where there's no protection. And that is dominion. You're living between what the Word of God says. Yeah, there's still waves. doesn't mean it's perfect. But if you step out from what the Word of God says, you live in it, you're swimming in an area where there is no protection. And you can get lost to sea very, very quickly. So, let's try and establish some things, some practical things. What do we do when we're all up in our feelings and they're wrong, but we don't care because we still feel like it's wrong? What should we do in those times? How do we turn from doing what our feelings say to doing what the word of God says Chris ask for help hallelujah sometimes let's be honest the reason we don't ask for help because we are so prideful well people are going to think I've got a problem you've all got problems we've all got problems I speak to my pastor more than you realize I need help and the church says hey man you need help all right so I need it so you can reach out for help who can you reach out to Yeah, you can speak to your pastor, you speak to connect leaders, very good. Who else can you reach out to? Ange. Your church friends. Not the carnal dude. Not the girl that doesn't show up and you know she's got major issues like you and you're like, what do you think about this issue? Right? Get around some good godly people. And many times when you're with the right crowd, your feelings change, right? That's the same, the same is true. When you're with the wrong crowd, our feelings change. So get with the right people. Very good. What are some other things? So ask for help, right people. Yeah, Connie. Pray. Whew. This is the deepest revelation. Like, you're telling me that when I'm going through it, I can pray to God? Yes. But what if you do if you don't feel like praying? Too bad. Like all of a sudden, we're so, but my feelings tell me I can't. Who are you surrendered to? God or your feelings? Many times, the best thing you can do is when you're up in your feelings, is like, God, I am not in a good state right now. Maybe on the way home, if you had a bad day at work, when you get in the car, God, I need to leave this attitude here. Come in, I'm different. Maybe when you're in the car on the way to church, God, I'm going to leave this bad attitude here. Okay. So pray, very good. What are some other things you could do when, you're, when the feelings are bad? Please. 
listen to some praise and worship music. Very inspiring. Everyone here, you should have a whole playlist of praise and worship music. Glorifying God as often as possible. Very good. Any other things? Sione. Read the Word of God? Yeah. How many in the knowing your sword group chat? You're reading it and you're like, ah, oh, snap. Ah, oh, dang it. <laughs> oh, that was a swing and a miss. Oh, well, I thought I was doing solid. Then I read that scripture. I was like, okay. <laughs> but even if you've seen the New Testament, how many people backslid from their churches? Happen all the time. So this is not, this is not like a new thing. That's because people don't establish dominion. All right, so these are, all these are very, very good. So I'll look into these things more. Ange. Yeah. Learn to know yourself. When, when you know that you're in a bad state and your feelings aren't very good, learn to just chill out. Take a break. Relax. Sometimes you just need to take a bit of a break. Some people, yeah, I'm taking a break from church. No. I mean, go away. Go for a walk for an hour. Go take a shower. <laughs> it's one way to get people showering. Go wash your hands. You know, like... <laughs> Go do something. Go work out. Go do something just to get your mind off it. Just to just change. Because in that moment, our feelings are all over the place and we're not thinking straight. But if you, if you just take a bit of a break, take a bit of time out, then you can think straight a bit later. All right. So I'll, I'll bring down how to this in deeper areas. I'll talk about in your mind. I'll talk about finances. I'll talk about all sorts of things, family, ministry. I'll talk about all these in the next few weeks. But we must establish dominion. All right. Any questions or comments? We've got a couple of minutes before we wrap up. Andrew. Yeah, that, that, but how do we judge if it's good or not? Right, And so we have to judge whether it's good or not based on the Word of God still. So we judge whether this is good or bad on the Word of God. So it can be good if it's based on the Word of God. Yeah, these are good feelings. Yeah. And the longer that you're saved, the more the good feelings will come. That, that's, it won't be such a struggle every time you try and do something good. And in, in maturity, that's, that's what comes. But it's still based on the Word of God, not based on how we feel. Does that make sense? Good question. Beck. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, that scripture he says, Jesus says, they're the sheep scattered without a shepherd. And so he's quoting scripture. So because of the scripture, he knows the state they're in, so his heart is feels heart of compassion very good I need to preach on compassion I haven't preached a compassion sermon for a while I'll bring it up soon very good any other questions great questions so far Dylan yeah pretty much there's slight differences but um, emotions are usually because of a circumstance feelings just can come whenever but they're pretty much the same thing yeah so our feelings emotions mindsets they all must be in tune with the word of God that's the that's the, the first step surrender that's a, that's the key surrender your emotions to god but i want to hold on to it surrender your emotions but i don't feel it surrender surrendering that has got nothing to do with how you're feeling right it is this is what i'm going to obey and so if we surrender god will help us amen the lord bless you start our service in six minutes day